It looks like Apple is killing its music app iTunes. Introduced when MP3s were becoming the new medium, iTunes was a brilliant move for Steve Jobs and perfect for the revolutionary iPod, and it soon made Apple the world's largest music seller. But I won't miss iTunes. It was slow and bloated. It was a proprietary system. I didn't like that all my MP3s were being called iTunes, or that Apple could know when I listened to them. And iTunes was unfocused, trying to be a device manager, a store, and a media player all at the same time. Apple is wisely developing separate apps to do these things, so not much is going to change for music buyers. You'll still be able to listen to the music you've already bought. The music store will still exist, and iTunes will still work on Windows machines. But selling music on Apple platforms looks to get even more frustrating for musicians. It's always been hard for independents to get their product on the market. Apple won't even talk to you unless you're a big label. Now it looks like Apple will be using the change to get us to switch to their streaming service, Apple Music. Sales on iTunes actually paid artists fairly well, but Apple Music, like all streaming services, pays artists less than a thousandth of a penny per play. For creators to get the same income, fans would have to put a song on repeat for weeks. Looks like the bite of the apple is getting smaller. For KMUW, I'm Mark Foley. And you're listening to Musical Space. I'm Fletcher Powell here with Mark Foley. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me, Fletcher. And I guess you may be listening on Apple Podcasts right now, which is, <laughs> uh, again, I guess sort of one of these uh, um examples of Apple splitting uh, their platform off into different apps. Right. Yeah, I think it's a good move for them. Uh, iTunes is old. I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I got to say, early on, I actually w did like iTunes. It was it was easy to use. It was relatively straightforward. But it seemed like with every single update, they just made it harder to use. Right. Yeah, I've got a personal beef with Apple. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a music creator, so I'll create some music. And I, I've had these problems where uh, my Apple computer, which I which I actually like a lot, it would look at my music and say, "Hey, let me go ahead and turn that into an iTunes for you." Oh no! And I lost some huge files. I actually lost years of work because of this. I know. <laughs> I'm trying not to be too sad about it. But oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing uh, that we definitely know that Apple has always been good at is branding. And uh, one example of that is is the music that they've used during their commercials to, to hook you in uh, to, to feel like, I don't know, you're kind of hip while you're while you're doing the Apple thing. Right. Yeah. Like iTunes really was a game changer. But maybe even more so the ads themselves became sort of a curated service for us and and they've brought all these bands to market that i wouldn't have known a, a, about otherwise right so tell us what we were just listening yeah, to. yeah okay so that i i had to do some research um but i found out this tune that we were listening to it was the tune that they played behind the I'm a Mac, I'm a PC ads, right. uh, which were just brilliant. Yeah, so so John Hodgman, uh, the famous humorist, uh, was the, the Mac, the or sorry, he was the PC. He was the PC, Right, yeah. the, sort of the dweeby guy right. who, who uh -huh. was a little too straight-laced. And then Justin Long was was the hip uh, Mac in the hoodie. And, yeah, uh, right. yeah I've, been I've been watching those ads a little bit. Really cruel. <laughs> <laughs> like the poor PCs. <laughs> 
kind of felt sorry for him. <laughs> but the music we were listening to under all those was a, a tune by one of my absolute heroes, which you already know, Mark Mothersbaugh. Mm-hmm. This tune is called Having Trouble Sneezing, which I think he wrote for these ads. Well, that certainly wasn't the first example of, of Apple uh, doing such a good job with music. This goes uh, at least all the way back until um, to uh, when Steve Jobs introduced the first Macintosh back in 1984. Yeah, he, he brilliantly knows that he can use music as part of his branding. And so he, I'm sure he paid a lot of money for this mm-hmm. tune. Vangelis's Chariots of Fire, uh, main title uh, from the movie of the same name right the one everyone knows yeah right yeah so he tied that you know striving that really pretty cool emotional baggage yeah (laughs) to his computer uh well done steve Jumping forward a couple decades, uh, I mean, really, as we said, one of the things that made Apple and Apple music platforms and devices just so hip was that use of music. And and you've got here the song that was used on the first iPod ad. Right, yeah. This is a really cool uh, band. This is an example of a big beat band, which is a type of acid house style. Uses a lot of break beats and really, really loud drums. Uh, a band called Propeller Heads. Uh, this tune, Take California, uh, off their 1998 album, Dex and Drums and Rock and Roll, uh, was used in the very first iPod ad in 2001. It's a great pleasure. It's a great, great pleasure. It's a great pleasure to have all of you here today. I thought you all might begin your tour here.
then jumping uh, forward a couple of years, a group I haven't heard of, but also one used in, in an iPod ad. Uh, this group is Wolf Mother? Wolf Mother, yeah. Remember hard rock? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Guitar-oriented hard rock. It's not, not metal. It's actual, like, I don't know, maybe tying into the kind of deep purple early... Um, early Led Zeppelin kind of sound, guitar oriented and very high energy. These guys are great. If if you like that stuff, check out Wolf Mother. This is from their self-produced and self-titled first album from 2006, uh, a, a tune that was used on an iPod ad. It's called Love Train. mentioned uh, with the later iterations of iTunes, not everything that Apple did musically was that much of a success. Uh, <laughs> this particularly was not. Um, the U2 album that, that popped up on everybody's iPhones and, iP- and iPods. Oh man, I, th- I think this album is still on my phone. I, I haven't gone through the trouble of taking it off yet. <laughs> and I actually like this band. I, l- I like U2 a lot. And when they came out, uh, they had a really strong message, and and they unified people, and they were so positive. Their sound was great, um, but yeah, the album "Songs of Innocence" in 2014 was just sort of included in all the Apple products, and you couldn't take them off for some reason. You had to go through some kind of hack, and people were really mad about it. Um, understandably, like this, you know, this album isn't everybody's cup of tea. And I have to say, this isn't YouTube's best work either. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to criticize too much, but not the not the songs that I'm going to be going to first thing <laughs> in the morning. Um, but but this is kind of a cool tune, actually. It's called The Trouble. So it's actually, um, they're getting political a little bit, kind of vaguely talking about the troubles in Ireland that they were growing up with. Uh, there's a guest vocalist on here, Lika Lee. Uh, I, I believe she's a Swedish, really great vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, so for what it's worth, this is the tune, The Troubles from Songs of Innocence. It's probably on the device you're listening to right now. <laughs>
did mention uh, later in your piece um, how hard it is for independent artists to get uh, into iTunes. Um, this one that you've got right here, uh, an album that you say is not available on iTunes uh, by a group I certainly have not heard of, Wolfpack. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wolfpack is going to be your next favorite band. Oh, great. I, I love these guys. Um, but I have to tell this story. Um, so Wolfpack, a uh, struggling uh you know, young funk band trying to get the money together so they could go on their first tour. <laughs> they did an album called Sleepify, which is completely silent. It has a bunch of tracks. Uh, first track is called Z. Uh, second track is called ZZ. <laughs> third track, ZZZ, et cetera. And they're all the minimum length uh, that you can have on Spotify on a, on a playlist. And so they just went ahead and told their fans, hey, while you're sleeping, put this album on repeat. Oh, wow. They were able to earn $20,000 from this hack, and they got in a lot of trouble, which was great because then they got on national TV because exactly. they were being <laughs> interviewed for this. Um, so, yeah, iTunes does not offer Sleepify. <laughs> Um, I haven't heard the album. <laughs> I'd love to get a copy sometime. Um, but they have an album from 2016 called The Beautiful Game, which is amazing. So Just, this one has actual music. There's actual real music. <laughs> and it's these guys are technically so proficient. Uh, they're trying to tap into kind of the great studio bands um, like the Funk Brothers and, and the Wrecking Crew, people like that. They're just trying to be able to just lay it down really beautifully and accurately. And they're doing this this um, self-produced, self-written funk stuff. This is a tune called Dean Town, which is one of the most spectacular electric bass performances I've heard in maybe decades. I don't know. Um, but yeah, listen to Wolfpeck. V-U-L-F-P-E-C-K. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll leave you with uh, Wolfpack, a group that I guess is thinking way outside the box in order yeah. to uh, deal with this uh, strange new world of music. Right, yeah. Thanks for having me, Fletcher. Yeah, Mark. It's been fun. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.